you know, as far as like cycling goes, I, I mean, my motivation for doing it is staying active, fit, you know, living longer, healthier, higher quality of life for myself and my family. You know, I can be there for them. Um, but I think it's, especially with this team, uh, me dwelling, I, one of the things that draw me to them is like-minded people, but also people that, that motivate you to be better. And I think surrounding yourself with those kind of people is, is the key to be better yourself. All right. What up? Stuart Anderson here with uh, me, Julie podcast number 91. Grateful to have Jameson Rice on with us today. Uh, Jameson, faithful and loyal member of me, Dwelle. Jameson and I kind of joined the team uh, about the same time. I mean, uh, our lives have been together since junior high, and you'll hear a little bit about our friendship and our uh, story together. But uh, yeah, we we found the team through Spencer uh, together, and uh, our, our paths have kind of followed the same route with triathlon and then moving to bikes and living in the same a- neighborhoods and uh, our kids being the same age. So super grateful for Jameson to come on, share his story, and share some of the mentors that have guided him to who he is today. Uh, I admire him in so many ways as a, as a family man, uh, as a great father, an incredible uh, husband, uh, a very hard worker at his job. You might know him and see him at the Harmons in uh, Holiday. So Jane works there as a pharmacist and has for almost 20 years and uh, he's just an incredible athlete and has been since we've been together in high school, dominant. And uh, hopefully you enjoy his story and get to know a little bit more about uh, one of my best friends. So grateful for James, thankful that he's on. Uh, a couple quick announcements. We have the kit order in hand and we're working on how to distribute it to you, whether we're going to do a, a kit pickup or ship it out to everybody. We've got all new brand new, uh, brand new socks. We have some crew necks, some new hats. So it might be worth it to get together. We're also in the next couple of weeks going to be releasing the 40th anniversary kit, which is going to be super fun. Uh, I, I have some here at my at my office, and uh, they arrived today, and they are as cool as I'd hoped they'd be. So really excited to release those to everybody. Uh, big thanks to Corby. Thankful to all of our sponsors. Cycling Upgrades is such a great partner for us and uh, has elevated our team in so many ways. So we're grateful for them, thankful for all they do. If you're looking to upgrade your bike in any way, connect with Corby and cyclingupgrades.com, a huge part of this team. Grateful for each of you. Thanks for listening, and hope you enjoy this episode with uh, Jamison Rice. Thanks. All right, what up? Welcome, everybody. Uh, This is the Jim Chuck Show. (laughs) Uh, Grateful to have uh, Jameson Rice here, episode 91. Uh, he's broadcasting from his beautiful home here in Mill Creek, Utah. I'm at work. Jim, how are you? Hey, I'm great, Stu. This audio is quite real the honor. honor. Yeah, real honor. We're uh, just the two of us today. Uh, audio sounds very good. It is uh, September 28th, crisp outside. Did you get out today? What did you do today? You know, today did a little workout in my home gym, that's the mm. greatest thing I put in my yeah, it is. house remodel. You know, got the matted flooring and just just pound those weights. No, not really. Most of my workouts are like body weight and stuff Dude, like that. Your gym is but, so good, though. It's so oh, nice. But it's good. I I um hopefully we'll get out this afternoon or tonight for the mountain bike team. They've got mm-hmm. a big race this weekend, but that's right. I'll go out with a couple of them. Maybe, maybe do Mill Creek. You know, it's an even day. That'd be nice. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah you guys, Skyline's got uh, Manti this weekend. Is that right? Manti, yes. And will your oldest son, Gordon, be going to state? To state, yes. He's he's on track. He's he's had a, he's had a good year. Yeah, it's been nice. fun. Thumbs up. Uh, although I cannot thumbs up anyone that goes to Skyline. So sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, Eagle Claw, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've converted over. It's Correct. only funny because it was such a big deal. And then oh, now it doesn't even matter. Right. No, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> no, I have people say that. You're going to Skyline? Your kids go to Skyline? How do you feel about that? I'm like, what? 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 Like, Somebody was telling us thing. yesterday, who was I riding with? Were you? Were we together where you were telling about how the Skyline kids hold their breath when they drive by Olympus? They don't even breathe. Oh, no, <laughs> that wasn't me. I didn't know about that. That is funny. I think that was Charles. Charles was saying that there's some kids that when they drive by Olympus, they hold their breath. Oh, dude. So it's the, the, the rivalry is really heightened. I know. It really yeah. has. I mean, That's being great. in the same region and, of course, football, Skyland's not been doing great as of late, but they're they're more of an Olympic sport school. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. me and Jim, me and Jim here, T-T-T-E, Titans to the end. That's how it is. So. <laughs> hey, so, um, man, uh, a lot. Document looks, we've got a lot of great sporting activities to talk about jim is the apps so uh maybe we should talk about that first uh high school nicknames we've known each other for a very long time jameson's nickname was jim my nickname was chuck so it's just jim and chuck adventures of jim and chuck and i did i see somewhere we want to talk about that absolutely actually yes i didn't know if you were bringing it up i thought (laughs) i mean first off i just wanted to say this is when you started doing this podcast first off (laughs) <laughs> so cool, right? Like you've taken this everything to the next level with this okay. team, and it's so cool. And you're kind of living out your yes. dream and your true calling in life, which <laughs> is to be sports broadcaster, yeah. uh, <laughs> athlete interviewer, anything to do with communications. Like you didn't do a communications degree. You didn't. Man, I should have science, which you totally should have. I should have. I mean, that goes back to the days of remember when we had that career day at Olympus High and mm. Craig Bowlerjack came and spoke to us <laughs> and we thought it was so cool. He had that perfect voice, just husking. And then we, so how this came about, if, if people are wondering, because Chuck, Chuck and Jim, I don't know, like it's not, you know, I mean, people do call me Jim, but, but I don't know who else calls you Chuck. It no has- one. <laughs> Like, only only cody he's the only, only other one of us like real close high school <laughs> yeah we're just close friends and but how it started was we would go golfing you know that was one of our passions in high school and um you know we may or may not have snuck onto the willow creek country Ooh. club probably shouldn't say it on here but um, we would it, well, whenever we were golfing we would um pretend like we were sports announcers right Ooh. and yeah, it was Chuck Dimwaters was two, and then I was Jim McGillicuddy, and I was kind of the color analyst, you know. But you kind of carried it. You were the you were the main voice, and we'd, and we'd commentate. Every- we'd commentate the shots like, "Ooh, not not good, going in the rough there, Jimbo. Not a good shot." <laughs> when you get it that close, it's not, <laughs> not that bad. bad. Right, it's so fun. I think everybody's going to be tuning out now. They've listened to the yes. first five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> uh, so fun, dude! I remember the day we started that when we were on Willow Creek and we started sports. Bra- that what's funny is Chris Harmon lives now. His backyard is one of the holes of Willow Creek. 
So whenever I go to his house, just the greatest memories of of our country club membership in high school that we didn't have. (laughs) (laughs) That way semi did, right? That was good. All right. So that was great. Jim and Chuck, this is it. We were living it out. Uh, Sarah, uh, James' beautiful wife wrote this uh, great little introduction, which I just got because apologize. I apologize to Sarah. I was late letting her know, and uh, she we she got it to us this morning. Although I did have a backup, <laughs> I, I hit a lot of this stuff, but it, hers is a lot little more polished than mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is the unedited. Yeah, unedited. Okay, I'm going to read it. We can stop anytime. Okay, uh, Jameson, born in Salt Lake City. He's number two of five children. Spent his early childhood out in the sticks. That's in quotes. Is that how? Is that? Uh, is that what you used to say about it? Out in the sticks. <laughs> well, this was when we were. This was Sandy, like by kind of by Hidden Valley Country Club, and yeah, really past like Hidden Valley. There was nothing. Fields. That's where I'd play baseball, and yeah. we had some baseball fields, and that it was. It was serious. Draper was not a thing. Yeah, I the, remember that. So okay. Um, it was there he learned how to swim, backyard pool, dressed up as underwear man, mm. and learned that multiple small Dixie cups of lemonade can extinguish an accidental brush fire. Okay, we need that story. <laughs> oh, oh, so I had a a friend right across the street. His name was this kind of gets into my name actually. His name was Daniel. And remember, this is the 80s for all you that grew up in the 80s, you know, karate kid. Big time, right? Yep. One of my favorite movies. And and Danielson, right? So we called him Danielson. And and I was known as Jamie always, like growing up. And then um the kids were making fun of my name at school. Like, what was his first grade, second grade, saying I had a girl's name? And I came mm. home crying and and my mom, you know, I said, I want to change my name. I hate it. And my mom said, Oh, well, do you want to go by Jameson? I'm like, What? Yeah. I thought it was like Danielson, you know, and I thought she gave me a new name. I did not know my name was Jameson. I had no idea. It was the coolest thing. I thought my mom. I have never oh. heard that story. Before. Have you not? I guess no. I told tons of people. I, I forgot about that. Anyways, that's just childhood stuff. But anyways, getting into the fire. So we had this, we were on a circle and we had this field that, uh, you know, I had horses and whatnot, but it was summertime and me and, and Danielson were building a, a, a fort. Like, you know, we had we had to have a fireplace in it. And so we um <laughs> wanted to make it more real. So we so we started a fire in this little fireplace of our of our obviously house. and and you know, wood and dry weeds all over the place, not a good combo. We ended up starting the field on well, it started a little fire and then it branched out. And kept spreading. And we would run to my house and ask my mom for some Kool-Aid because we were thirsty. Like, we're really thirsty. And so we got a bunch of cups full and we'd run back. You know, it's about five minutes, five, 10 minutes, you know, going back and forth. And we were trying to put it out with these Dixie cups of Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the neighbor came running out of his house with his hose and <laughs> starts hosing it down. Someone called the fireman. The fire truck got there. Anyways, it, it got a little out of control and we got scalded for that. Love it. Dude, little boy Jamie becomes Jameson. That might be our podcast. No, we can't call it that. That's not good. <laughs> there okay. you go. Nice. All right. So halfway through elementary school, Jameson's family moved to the heart of holiday, 
to be closer to uh, cousins. This is where his true love for sports was born, got involved in Little League soccer, baseball, football, played for many coaches that deeply influenced his life. He still talks about these coaches and occasionally recites their famous lines. Okay, who who's the most influential? <laughs> well, and, and actually, I was gonna get. Oh, you want to get into it later? We'll, we'll get into it later. Okay, um, yeah, because that that'll make more sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is also where he learned the art of nicknaming, as he became Rizzo Rice early on in Little League football. Then a few years later, Jammer was born. That's the truth. Jammer well, did. Tell you that was one coach from Gremlins. Uh, Dick, Dick Bell, and he this is Gremlins first year of football, like eight years old, and mm-hmm. he gave everyone nicknames on the team. That's where you you know Logan Deans, yeah, he got his name Lumpy. <laughs> Jordan Allred, he was Punk. This uh, guy's Paul, just spit just Mark spit them Mon, out. E. Uh-huh. And then I he took a while to get mine. He finally came to practice one day. He's like, I got it, Rizzo, Rizzo Rice. I was watching Greece last night and. And he came to me. <laughs> so. What a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Very good. All right. Uh, Jame attended Olympus High, where he's involved in football, baseball, rugby. I want to talk about that. Concert choir, graphic design, and uh, pottery. We did have some great pottery inventions. The tr- Do you still have your... Uh, I don't have my truck anymore. I don't know where it is. Oh, I've gone. got it. Oh, got it in a trophy case. And that's lovely. Awesome. That and, Maybe and, and a set of golf clubs. Great. <laughs> that's some great pottery. Uh, graduated in 1998 with me, served a two year mission in Fortaleza, Brazil, then attended the University of Utah, where he earned his doctorate degree in pharmacy. So Jammer is now also known as your friendly neighborhood drug dealer, managing the Harmon's Pharmacy in the heart of holiday which if we do hit dude you've worked for Harmons for a long time i mean did they help you go through college right you know they did they um when i first got into pharmacy school i was actually working at the um university pharmacy up at the u where the pie is like right above there and i was doing deliveries and you know got into the pharmacy world and got into pharmacy school and I, and I became an intern. When you get into pharmacy school, you can, you have an intern license. So you can do more than like a pharmacy technician and like under the pharmacy supervision. So anyways, I had a friend I met in, in college who was in his fourth year of pharmacy school working for Harmons. He said, Hey, you should look into Harmons. You know, they pay for your school and you can get kind of a scholarship with them. You just commit to them. So that's kind of what happened. Um, and I knew the manager at the brickyard. So um, yeah. So I, I mean, I had a commitment with them for several years after like three years, well, four years, cause they paid for my schooling and then, but I've stuck around with them. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. You were downtown, opened that downtown shop. Yeah. Right. The downstairs, you were there forever. And that dude that would come in with his trumpets for Christmas <laughs> was my most favorite thing of all time. <laughs> oh, man. And crazy. now you're in, okay. I got to share this. I got to share a couple pictures. Sorry for everybody that. This is us at the Harmon's MS ride. Oh, yes. There it is. Oh, look at that medal. 2011. <laughs> nice. You can see that. And I think we did one the year before. We did the 75 miler. And that was when your sister came. That was like the first time I ever even rode a bike over like 20 miles. When right. We rode that. Yeah. We, yeah. Like 75 miles. It took us like eight hours. Like we were, I don't know what we were doing out there, but we were. 
This bike adventure. Here, I'll bring up another picture. Before that, Jim and I were into triathlons. There it is. I believe this is the uh, Jordanelle triathlon. Look at your Mafu wristband. Classic. Stu made those for us. That was that was our team back then. If anybody knows what Mafu is, then we'll give you some free pairs of socks. Oh yes. Here we are. This is high school. James right here, number five. And you can barely see me. I'm right there. Four sevens getting covered. Look at us. That, that was, was great. Very good. We played football together. This was a classic memory. We did uh I think this is Salt to Saint, maybe. That is that is huh? Salt to Saint, yes. Salt that to Saint going up yeah. um by Mount Nebo. Yeah. Um yeah. Classic, dude. That was no, a great notice race. the bike there. The, yeah, the triathlon <laughs> bike. Yeah. It doesn't feel that right. long ago, dude. That's a great bike. Oh, um, I don't know if you were going to talk about your family. I brought him in. I brought him into my introduction for a minute. So uh Jameson's family, as you know, Robert uh Rice Eccles Stadium. So here's Jame right here, youngster Jim. Uh we were thinking what that was that was early 90s. I don't know. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, 93 or so. Oh, so Bob Rice was James' grandpa. Um, he was just the man. We Grandpa always got Bob, to go to, He was. Grandpa Bob got to go up to his house a lot when we were in high school. Just the coolest guy. And then this is an old picture, Jim, but we didn't mention your kids. So James got three yeah. really beautiful kids. Yep, there it is. Jeez, you're handsome. <laughs> okay, I didn't finish the introduction. There was more. <laughs> Okay. Uh, local drug dealer, East Mill Creek. Okay. His latest passion, coaching his son Gordon's mountain bike team, which we talked about. Loves living in Utah with our four seasons and takes full advantage of the various activities that each season brings. That is true. Anyone who knows him would also know that Jameson has an intense passion for the University of Utah football. That has been ingrained with him since birth. That is true. And your motto, do you agree with this motto? Work hard, play hard. Yes, that that's motto. definitely my motto. So that is good. <laughs> nice, dude. Um, man, I just want to talk about our adventures, but we will turn the time over to you for a sec. What did we miss here for uh, early early background? History? Um, well, let's see. That uh, kind of hit it. Uh, grew up. Um, yeah, I've got four siblings: one older brother, three younger sisters. Um, I would just kind of say, um, you know, obviously your family mold you and whatnot and having um you know parents who um were greatly involved in our lives and cared so much about us um just so grateful for them for raising me and um definitely now as a parent um you appreciate your parents a lot more when you become a parent yourself um but definitely my older brother uh, lance he was pretty influential on me especially with sports um you know having an older brother helps and i had a lot of cousins too um especially it's funny the first half of my cousins were all boys and so there were tons mm -hmm. of us around the same age and always you know playing sports um we it you know you talked about my grandpa bob and how involved with u of u athletics and i remember going up to his house and he had a he had a tennis court and this was really cool we would we wouldn't really play tennis on it we would play football on it when we'd go mm -hmm. over sunday dinners and you know, all my cousins, we'd be playing. And back then, once in a while, um, my grandpa would have some of the U of U players over, you know, football or basketball players. And I remember like Errol Tucker, Eddie Johnson, 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming nice. over here, and they'd come out sometimes and play with us. We thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, playing with them out there. Um, so um, definitely um, that and having just kind of grew up with sports instilled in my life and just physical fitness in general. Um, so, you know, my grandpa, he was, uh, he was really into that and owned a chain of fitness centers. And so that was just ingrained in me. So that kind of molded me. Um, and yeah, you know, going to, you know, you and I, Stu, obviously go way back, Olympus junior, Olympus high. Um, yeah, I served my mission in Brazil, um, Fortaleza, Mm. Portuguese. And so use it once in a while, not as much as Spanish, but I can get by with Spanish pretty good. Mm. Um, let's see. And then I, you know, met my wife, Sarah, as you heard from her, she is the best. Um, we met actually in college through Stu, you, you and I are our good friend, Ryan White. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, was country dancing. We, we'd country dance a little bit back then in the day when it was at the, the bay, you know, and they oh. where. <laughs> so, anyways, long story short, um, Ryan met Sarah's really good friend. They were dating a little bit. They were going on a, uh, do you remember when they had the LDSSA? I remember sororities and fraternities so sarah was part of that and they had a christmas formal and her date fell through or something and so you know we got lined up and it worked out Mm, his loss yeah exactly ryan didn't work out but but sarah and i did nice um let's see uh yeah just um can we talk about rugby for a sec yeah yeah involvement into that because you mentioned you know i played Football and baseball were kind of my favorite sports and football, especially. And then my senior year, I, um, you know, the baseball coach was pretty intense and I liked baseball, but it wasn't my first love. And so I think he kind of wanted people to, you know, eat, drink baseball and, mm. and a bunch of the guys on the football team, um, you know, like Blake Burdett, Mark Vaughn, Quentin Smith, they were all playing rugby and they said, Hey, you should try this out. Um, you know, just talked all about it. And so I decided to go for it my senior year that spring. And at the time, you got to remember, this was back, you know, graduated in 98. Rugby wasn't as big. As it, it was new. It was like brand was new. new. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Highland High was the main team. I mean, they, and so like I, Skyline had one and Highland. And then there were, there were like a handful, Murray, Provo, up in Logan, there were honestly, there were, I don't know, there were probably like eight teams or something, but most of us at Olympus, we played for Highland um, because we couldn't go and play for Skyline, right? So we went to Highland, they had the better team and the better program. So, anyways, it was a really cool, I'm so glad that I did that because it was an amazing experience for then for high school. And then it led into um, when I got back from a mission, I ended up playing at the University of Utah for their club team. Yeah. And yeah. Dude, but you played with Morgan Scally, which was rad. Yes. Uh, who was like a huge rival of ours, but then all of a sudden became like this great friend. And then you guys got to travel to, which I was always so jealous of. You guys went to South Africa or something. Isn't that yeah, where you went? Yeah, we did. So so that year they started this. It was the first year they did it. It was the World School, Schools Rugby Championship. And it was, it was schools all over the the world and we had it at um in Zimbabwe Harare Zimbabwe was oh the my gosh yeah and so we went for gosh it was almost a month it was about three and a half weeks we went over to um to Africa 
And um, it was incredible. I mean, we, yeah, Morgan and I were, were actually roommates. So we became good friends. He's the best. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so we, uh, I mean, what an experience. We, we had the tournament there. Um, you know, it's kind of like they do for soccer. They have the pools and then you um, progress from there. Um, I mean, New Zealand ended up winning. New Zealand was there. There was a team from Ireland, hey. I, <laughs> Scotland, Wales, um, Tonga, Fiji, South yeah. Africa. And you guys took third. Yeah, we ended up beating Tonga in the match to take third. And Morgan actually had the winning try right at the end with no time left. It was so cool. Yeah. What I mean, I'm reading the articles right now because I'm trying to find that picture of you that was so cool in your room with your bleached hair, but I can't find it. But oh, it was so cool because when you watch the um, Forever Strong movie, it's like you guys. That's what I envision is that group of dudes. Um, I just always thought that was so cool that you had that experience. So that was rad. Yeah. Really cool experience for sure. Cool. Um, nice. Okay. So now you work for... Um, you, you can see Jane most days at the lovely Harmons and holiday. You can pop in and say hi. Um, and your badge says what? 18 years now. What does it say? So, yes. It's yes. It's 18 years. 18 years. Crazy. I started as an intern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe tell the story uh, why you chose pharmacy. That's a good one. Yeah, sure. So um, I, you know how it goes with a lot of people. You graduate high school and start going to college and, so I'm going on missions and whatnot. And you, especially going on a mission, you get back and you're kind of, okay, I got to get serious. Well, I had so many things I wanted to do. Um, and I knew like in high school, I actually wanted to be a physical therapist. Like I took a sports training mm -hmm. class and I really wanted to do that. When I got back, I don't know, I kind of shifted a little bit. I was, I actually had a job um, for this international travel company that did South American tours. And that was actually secretly, that was like my, that would be my dream job, dream job, because I love traveling and to do it in South America, you know, speak Spanish, Portuguese, help people in that way. And so I started working there for a couple of months and training and whatnot and getting going. And then 9-11 happened and it kind of destroyed the travel industry. Mm. And I started thinking, OK, I got to get something that's a little more stable. So that's where I really started to focus on healthcare because I knew I, I kind of narrowed it down to I wanted to do something in healthcare. I liked helping people with, with their bodies, keeping them healthy. And that's where it was tricky, just trying to decide. So long story short, I just ran into a bunch of different pharmacists. Um, my grandfather actually was kind of influential because he was on the um, the health science board at the U and he was telling me everything that was like, he was hearing as far as you know different fields. And, and he, he said, you should look into pharmacy. You know, it's an up, up and coming field that needs there's a big shortage they're really needed um you know they're getting paid more this and that so that's where i started looking into it and thought this could be really cool so it piqued a lot of my interest um i mean pharmacists were were like we're the most accessible healthcare professionals so I, I get questions just random questions all day long sometimes it's you know it can be a good thing other times i um you know it, it's not so great <laughs> But will, um, will you look at this spot I have on my skin? <laughs> actually, just the other day, someone oh, no. I've got a little curtain went back there. The guy drops his drawers and shows me his his tie with a huge um, dog bite in it. He's like, what should I do? Oh, my gosh. I need a tetanus shot. Hospital. <laughs> it was 
So we get some some weird stuff. We're like the first line of defense uh-huh. that come to us, you know. And <laughs> but but it but it keeps it entertaining. And I, you know, it's basically as a pharmacist, I especially in the in the, in the setting I'm in. There's a lot of different settings in pharmacy. The one I'm in is community setting or retail pharmacy, and you know, it definitely has its pros and cons. But um, but just being able to you know talk to people about all sorts of ailments, I I like that side That's of it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. My parents, they love you deeply for your service. Gregor and now are the best. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, being right there in holiday, I get to see a lot of people I know. So it's kind of fun. Um, close to home. Nice. I mean, I always, I always wanted to open my own pharmacy. That was actually my goal out of, out of pharmacy school. I just, I've had a couple opportunities that have fallen through, just haven't worked out. And I, um, but like you said, I've I've been with Harmons for a long time because they're a good company to work for, and it's been it's been nice. Um, uh, I was able to I've been able to open four or three stores for them, so it's kind of given me a little feel for owning my own without all the headache. But it's nice being close to home. I did enjoy my time downtown at City Creek. That was quite the experience. I saw all walks of life, and mm-hmm. I kept I started keeping a journal of the wildest things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. I found it. There you are. Whoa, there that's is. cool. Look at this guy. There it is. <laughs> so hopefully you're watching the video. This picture is in, it was like a big eight and a half by 11 that you always had in your house. But here's your team. Cause there's Randy right there. Watts. There's Mon, Blake Burdett. Yes. What a great squad. Sid Bauckham, a lot of good guys. Sid Bauckham. He broke my face mask. <laughs> <laughs> nice dude. Um, yeah. Very good. Okay. So we talked about your kids, uh, you're coaching up at, uh, skyline, which is awesome. Um, let's talk about a little, I mean, our journey kind of was the same with endurance sports, but maybe talk about, um, how you transitioned from, I mean, <laughs> not like we can't keep up. We tried to keep up, uh, <laughs> contact sports in west valley when we joined the west valley utah flag football association we were we were the tribe oh my god I, my brother put together that team and, yes oh that was so fun i got so, a, i got a concussion if you didn't know so james older brother lance played he was starting quarterback at the u so when he graduated we were like wouldn't it be fun if we played flag we went out and played flag football it was so serious and we were just giggling the entire time. Lance would bring guys that were like from the team to come and play. Steve Smith that one time. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Steve Smith played in the NFL. <laughs> well, some of those teams we played against like had college dudes that had played. No. Um, but we did that for a few years. That was actually pretty fun. Jame got a massive concussion once, which was not fun. That was not good. Black but uh all things. But- Let's maybe talk about how you transitioned out of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. let's do it. Um, so, um, yeah, like contact sports, especially rugby and whatnot. I mean, football, we could play a little flag football. Rugby was a little tougher to stick with. I mean, there's a few crazies out there. They they still play, I mean, as they're yeah. older. So kudos to them. But basically, when I got into pharmacy school and started to get serious about my career, I stopped that. But, you know, I still loved working out. And I would, you know, different exercises and workout routines and whatnot, but I needed something like, you know, to kind of feel that competitiveness and, and 
you know, as you transition, it kind of happens with a lot of people. You you start to get a little older and you get into more of the endurance sports. They just lend better, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I basically, um, I mean, I started, I guess this could get into cycling a little bit too, but um, um, well, well um, my dad actually started to ride bikes a lot, like in the early 2000s. And and I um, read the book, that book, famous book by uh, Lance Armstrong, mm, not about mm-hmm. the bike. Classic. I actually loved it and thought yeah. Lance Armstrong was the coolest person ever. And, you know, remember that time, like the 2000s, early 2000s, when he was just dominating the sport and the Tour de France. And I mean, I think became big in the U.S. Like, yeah. that's Track. when it like became popular. And yeah. I thought this road biking, because at first I just like mountain biking. Like as a teenager, I grew up mountain biking um like my dad got me a bike when i was 16 i remember it was a mountain tech from pedersen sports remember that place (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) the cotton mall and and so i'd ride that a lot as a teenager um we had a place up at deer valley and we'd go up there in the summer a lot and i would ride on those trails up there there's so there's so many more trails now um but i would ride up to like stein erickson lodge you know and Ryan and I would go a lot and Cody too. Those are Stu and I are high school mm-hmm. buddies. Um, but yeah, we'd do that. And then, um, but I, but I kind of stopped mountain biking a little bit, but I got into road cycling, um, like in my early college days and my dad, um, we'd ride together. He had, he had an extra bike that I borrowed. It was a, it was a Jameis Comet, a red mm-hmm. one from Highlander <laughs> Cyclery. You remember that play? Well, it's I still- do. I think it's still um, there. Yeah. Yeah, Doug Moth, I heard he actually just passed away recently. Huh. He was such a good dude. And his son, Max, ran that place. But I saw Max the other day. I, I don't know if they're going to, you know, if they're staying afloat. But um, anyways, um, started writing and um, did, and then and then I started working for Harmons and did that MS ride. My my boss at the time, yes. my who hired me, um, Brent Olson, he said, hey, you like to ride? Well, come and ride the MS bike ride with us. It's Herman's is the med, main sponsor and we do it every year, you know, and it's a hundred mile ride, but sometimes, you know, you can do 75 and you can do 40. So anyways, I remember the first time I did that, I was still pretty new into cycling. I mean, my dad and I would ride together and do like 20, 30 miles max, you know? And so anyways, I, I remember I couldn't, I had to work that Friday night. So I drove the morning of up to Logan <laughs> like early in the morning to get up there and I missed them at the start. Now it's probably late, like sometimes happens with me. Um, and so I was trying to catch him and, um, and I missed this turnoff for the 75. And so I ended up doing like the loop where you do a hundred and I, and I found out as I was going along. And so I cut that part a little short. I ended up doing like, I think 90 something miles and I caught up with them towards the end, but that was my first. Um, just I guess, solo. Just, just yeah. solo. <laughs> yeah, there's a solo basically. I mean, but you know that, right? It's like a ride and giggle. You're stopping every yeah, 10 miles for, for treats and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <All> sandwich, <laughs> yep, sausages, candy. You know, but anyways, that kind of was my first long ride. I ended up doing that MS ride for like eight years straight, you know, through Harmon's and, there were a lot of pharmacists that were cyclists. And so that was kind of cycling part. But I also, because of used to, I got into triathlons. You, I think, had 
had done, one, done a couple. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, this is cool. You know, and talked me into it. And I, we did that. The first one I did was in Yuba. Thanks. Mm, so. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Remember Yuba. And yeah, like people have said on this before it, it I borrowed a, a wetsuit like from oh my, i remember uh, this and you and sarah borrowed yeah, them. We, had these, we had these wetsuits that were just crappy they had drag yeah. you know it was we were they weren't very buoyant i mean i seriously i thought i was gonna drown in that yeah, water. i remember it was that. a sprint distance so it wasn't that long but after <laughs> it i thought this is pretty cool you know i like the cross training you know of course doing it with you we trained together and stuff that was really cool so for what i mean like eight years or so just did a lot of triathlons yeah and it kind of culminated with that with that i don't i haven't done one since the half iron man in st george that was the end i i think i've done some shorter ones but yeah we did the st george half together done one at bear lake anyways it it was a good time so that kind of got me into endurance sports and now it's just shifted a little bit more i got kind of burnt out with triathlons and started to focus more on biking and, um, and doing other things too. Um, you know, this neighborhood I moved into, um, you know, kind of through my wife's family there, she's brought a real adventurous side to the family. They are really into hiking and camping and her, her brother, Travis, he's, he's our same age. We've become really good friends. He, he, um, heads up these adventures also with Scott miles, who's on the team miles. They'll plan these mountaineering, canyoneering adventures. And so that's been really fun to be a part of. Um, we've we've had a goal to hike the western, the highest peaks of the western states. Nice. So like Mount Whitney in California, Mount Hood, Mount Rainier, Gannett Peak in Wyoming, Granite in Montana. Um, those are kind of the, the big, really cool ones. And then mixed in with some canyoneering adventures. But those take like preparation. You guys like, you guys have to prep. You don't just show up for that. Like that's become a big part of kind of like a side project, right? Yes, it it has for sure. Um, especially like Rainier and some of the bigger ones. I remember that. Yeah, we've it's great because Miles. I remember for Rainier, he had a schedule for all of us, and it was followed by about half of us. And mm-hmm. so, and you could tell when we got on the mountain, you know. Who was ready? Others in the dust. <laughs> no, it was. It's cool because it's a mixed group of abilities. But yeah, I mean, it definitely part of it's the the journey and training for them. And not only that, but you know, learning. I've learned how to tie so many cool knots and repel and use a harness. And when you rope up, you know, use an ice axe and glissade nice. down. We've done several here. You know, like um, we always ride up little cotton when there's that tanner tanner's gulch you know mm-hmm. going with that like in may is so awesome and then you you hike up that and you've got to put on crampons and there's a lot of gear that's involved and but it's really cool so cool it's like just a fun little thing that you do that is like i i, I mean i only know you and scotty on the team that do stuff like that which is fun um but another side fact jane built a pickleball court utah branded in his backyard in his new home Let's talk about pickleball. Let's talk about pickleball for a minute. You know, that's another uh, one of these sports that I picked up recently. <laughs> um, well, the funny thing is, too, actually. But we, you're a great tennis player. I mean. Well, I, I did grow up playing some tennis. Yeah. Um, my dad's a really good tennis player. My my mom, 
my sisters, we played some tennis. I wasn't like great at it, but I, I could play. And so, yeah. Um, really I love all sports. Um, the paddle sports are pretty fun too. So, um, remember when we were down in St. George at Mm. uh, Coral Canyon, you know, this was what, like 2007 or so. We, and that was the pickle- first time I remember seeing a pickleball court. And yeah. And we started playing with that. It was the coolest thing. And you made we, t-shirts and stuff. Like We made pickleball cool way before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. That was so, when we, hi- we hiked Angel's Landing that trip. We did. We sure did. That was awesome. So anyways, when I um, did this remodel on my house and we had to do everything and the yard was a mess. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I always have wanted a court something like a sports court or whatnot mm-hmm. so yeah i put a pickleball court in and it's been it's been so fun put a light up and a bunch of people in my neighborhood we play it's it's been a blast that's fun and i think you even go to the what is it the pickler what is it the called pickler. the pickler i got into that this last year um hey pooch and moj they're they're there yeah. picklers a little more competitive out there together yeah yeah, so it's way fun. I still play it more for fun. There's guys who've gotten into tournaments and whatnot. I'd I'd like to eventually. I've played in a couple, but nothing. It's still for fun. Once this biking thing's over, we can do doubles. We can take. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, anytime. <laughs> um, all right. What about? Uh, I know you. We saw your trek. Uh, what are you riding now? So no, that was the trek. Yes, the the tri bike. Try rode that for a bit um i got after that uh a Jameis, I, I had to stick with the Jameis. you know it's got my name in mm-hmm. kind of the ties <laughs> with islander cyclery um it was their nicest one at the time the zenith mm-hmm. it, was, it was a great bike for me for a while um and now i've got uh, a ventum ns1 yes i got that last year and that's been that's been fun which you got luckily right after or maybe it was like the same day as the crash last year that you were not on it would have been like its first ride no you're right that was crazy oh my gosh so so luckily i had already ordered it and it was ready i actually had picked it up the day before we went on that ride i think it was a it was like what june 2nd Mm. and it was it was the weekend before they repaved big mountain yes that was probably Ugh. issue right there because if i would have went like a few days later when it was paved i wouldn't have crashed so so a big group of us went up there were half what we had some road road riders mm-hmm. at, um you're with the whole group and so i went up i had to try i actually had to work that day so i was just getting an early morning ride in going to the top of big mountain coming back and so the road <laughs> so continued on i came down by myself but as i'm coming down i hit it happened so fast. I, I, I hit this pothole and just, just uh, boom. Yeah. Just exploded a tire. And the bad thing is I had to turn right after. And so it was just carbon wheels on asphalt and I slid out. And as I'm crashing, you guys were coming up. We were right there. Like front row seats. (laughs) (laughs) Or just an asphalt bath. Oh, oh my god. god. And I hit my shoulder and head so hard. I cracked my helmet. Brand new white shoes. Br- yeah, brand new S-Works shoes. Scraped them up. Like kit just destroyed. I 
should probably show some pictures, right? No, oh my it, goodness. It, it was bad. Yeah. But I, I was pretty lucky, to be honest. I didn't get a concussion. But remember, I got one in flag football. So that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, I just tons of road rash. I didn't break my collarbone. Amazingly, I hit my shoulder so hard. It was so I was pretty lucky, to be honest. And yeah, I had my my Jameis bike. And luckily, I, I didn't ride the Ventum because I think I had to put pedals on or something I had still wanted to get put on. So yeah. anyways, I had to take a few weeks off before I could ride again and mm. tran- transitioned into the new bike. And <laughs> I remember the old Jameis. <laughs> I mean, we called Sarah. She like came and picked you up. That was not that was that was tough. That was brutal. That was actually, you know, Stu and Kristen, man, they came back and stayed. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't want to ruin anyone's, like, morning. Oh, no. And, oh, they were so nice. So they, I think I, they were, I, I was out of it because they had seen me have a concussion before. And so they were probably worried, right? I was going to fall off the cliff. <laughs> he gets back on his bike. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. So, anyways, oh, it's good. All right, dude. Um, favorite local ride? Favorite local ride, I would say um, I love going, you know, immigration, big mountain, going up and over and then and then um, passing East Canyon and then going on to Morgan. That is good. Yeah. And even like we've done it before, like the Iron Lung ride that went up to Snow Basin. Um, yeah. So I love that ride. Even going into Hennifer, um, I just it's usually not very crowded. It's especially if you do it in the morning, coming down that backside, you might hit a deer, but yeah. that's risk, you know. <laughs> but um just going around i love going around east canyon anytime you can go by a lake it's sweet um and I, this is tough to take that's kind of local ride i would also say um like out of the state um love going up to jackson lake we do a nice. family trip up there a lot and i love taking my bike up there and and road biking around the lake and and Teton National Park, you know, going by Jenny Lake and all that. It's just so you got the Tetons right there. The roads are nice. Yeah. In fact, last year I did it and it poured on me the day I was going to do a big ride into Jackson. Mm-hmm. I I, it could hold off, but it just dumped on me. It was so miserable. So oh. that, <laughs> Not good. Um, and then I have to put in a mountain bike. My favorite mountain bike local would be um, Upper Mill Creek, like the the crest desolation dog lake loop so good yeah and then um and that could get into you know clockwise or counterclockwise kind of like the mm-hmm. pizza loop. I, I personally like doing it clockwise but i know like miles and zinger they'll do it counterclockwise is brutal you're going up that desolation i don't know i Ugh. pick your poison right yeah uh, but my favorite mountain bike ride of all time is thunder mountain yes you know, Red Canyon by Bryce Canyon. It's so cool because you're in the forest and then you're in the Red Rocks. It's like an amusement park for really is. mountain biking. So fun. That well, and you have you have that awesome picture um, of you. Let's see. Oh, I, yeah. have I have it. It's like my favorite picture. I'll never take it down. <laughs> this is the team website. It's right here. How cool is this picture? Dude, I made the website. That's incredible. This is awesome, right? That here. is a oh man. For those that haven't done it, you have to do it. It's it really is fun. Oh, I like. Cool. I want to take a picture on every corner when I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, anything that uh, we kind of started this question a uh, couple 
podcast ago. Any uh, any advice you'd give to young James, sixteen uh, year old Jameson, if you had ten minutes with him? Yeah, you know, I would. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this, and it's kind of cool because I have a fifteen year old son, so he's right at you know, I'm going to be sixteen in a few months, and so I. I get to talk to him <laughs> often and think about like, I try and always remind myself, okay, what was it like as a teenager? And I, you know, I always tell him like, it's like, you just don't get it, dad. I'm like, well, dude, I was no. in, it may seem like a long time ago, but you know, we didn't have cell phones and the internet, but I get it. Like, so I, I think what I would say is, is to have, um, well, humble confidence. I think Andy Welch said that in one of he did did. He say that in his podcast. Yeah, he just I did it. It's so cool because you know, have humility but have confidence. I think that um, you know, I probably um lack some confidence in some areas. Um, and I'd also say um, you know, have no fear, um, have more courage in the sense of like mm. being able to achieve anything, putting yourself out there. Um you know, it's easy to say it for us as adults, you know, to an awkward teenager, but I think that I probably could have accomplished more if I would have like, yeah, I think I held back a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone. I think that would, yeah. Nice. And then, uh, today, if it was your birthday, but it's always in the winter, uh, what would you do? It costs was no option. What are you doing on like the best day of, oh my yeah. God. What are you going to do? I actually like this question because <laughs> I, 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 like Sarah said, I love the four seasons. Um, that's why I love living in Utah. You know, when I was on my mission, Brazil was just hot the whole time. And I miss like the fall and the winter, but to be honest, like if I had to choose, I would summer and summer sports are probably my favorite. So the problem is my birthday is right in the dead of winter, you know, January 7th, right. Soon after yours too. Mm-hmm. So um, usually what I do is I do a, a ski day, which I love skiing. Skiing is awesome. Um, but if I, no cost was an option, I'd have to say reality wouldn't be an option and you could just choose your best day. So I would start the morning off with <laughs> yes. on a lake. Yeah. I would see either Lake Powell or Jackson Lake. I mean, both are so amazing, but it had perfect conditions, glass. And I'd say like, like my old uh, priest advisor, Scott Wright used to say, it's like piss on a plate. <laughs> that flat, you know, the water ski. So I actually, I'm one of the old school guys. I love water skiing. Okay. There's a few of us out there. Um, I was talking to the cooks. They are, they, they water ski. So that's cool. Um, that's but uh, so water skiing and then surfing, love surfing behind a boat. Um, and then uh, let's say we're at Lake Powell, make our way up, do a mountain bike ride, Thunder mm. Mountain. Okay. And got to throw some pickleball in, <laughs> play a round of pickleball. And then I would, um, I would hope that there was a Utah football game. Mm. Ideally, like my dream would be for them to play in the national championship. So that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> and then you'd end the day with, um, with eating some Indian food, mm-hmm. you know, some shrimp, coconut korma in there, sag paneer, chicken tikka masala, and a mango lassi. I that feel would- like we could do this day. I feel like we could do this. Oh, and I'd be with my beautiful wife, of course. Yes. So um, that would be the perfect day. That is money. <laughs> Whenever Jame and I go to St. George, we have a joke about who could recreate, who is the greatest recreator. 
(laughs) (laughs) Meaning like, oh, I biked, we hiked, we rock climbed, we (laughs) went to the park, we played pickleball. It's so funny to just, and then I, we always say, well, did you recreate the crap out of it? Did you just (laughs) recreate Recreate the crap? Yes. (laughs) That's a good day if you've recre if you're tired from your recreating. This is a great recreation. I think St. George could really get close to this day. Yeah. This no, it could. That's fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh any bucket list? You've got a few here. Um, yeah, you know, and this is one you've done several times, and I'm always jealous. It's um biking down the volcano Haleakala in Maui. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. I haven't. I've been to Maui actually just once. And, but I'd love to do that. Beauty. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's the main one. I have a, <laughs> this is a tough one, Stu. Hike Kilimanjaro. Oof. You know, and get back to Africa. Take, Sarah's always wanted to go there. That would be really cool. How high does that go? Does that go 20,000? Um, that's a good question. I should know that, but um, I'm not like sure. That's, that's it might big. be like 17 to, I want to say it's around 17, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking now. 19,341. There you go. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Great. Yep. And then you want to do more cycling events. More. I, yeah. You know, I um would like to do, like if you're thinking about bucket list cycling things, mm-hmm. I would like to do point to point. Mm. I just have, I haven't done it yet. I remember talking to my cousin, Spencer. Um, He's, he's on the team Um, and he's done it before, I think a couple of times. And he, he said, you know, it it almost took the fun out of mountain biking for me. So, because mountain biking is so fun, that, you know. But I I would like to do that event. Nice. Yeah. Um. Okay. We did talk about this earlier in your intro, but uh, you want to talk about mentors and biggest influences? Yeah. 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 So I would say, um, first off would be um would be my grandpa Bob Bob Rice. He um and not because he was like famous or wealthy or anything. I mean, that was cool because he was a self-made man. Um, it was so cool. My dad put together this documentary um, th- this last year and we rented out a theater and watched it with all my cousins and stuff. It, it's so cool because it interviewed, you know, his family and other people and every like his life story. And I knew some of it, but I learned a lot more. And I mean, he grew up on a, on a fa- farm, poor family and up in Farmington and, and, basically got into uh the fitness world he actually was mr utah no uh, way like back, fitness back wise day, fitness wise yes huh. i mean i i should i should pull up a picture of him that would be good but anyways um you know this was back then where they you know they weren't using a lot of uh anabolics or anything like that but um he was in great shape and loved working out and started a chain of fitness centers and um you know so self-made man he had a lot of discipline in that sense um but he was such a good people person and um you know he he became he wasn't active in the church but he became active later a little mm-hmm. later in life like i didn't know that i think when my dad was born right around that time and he um you know he was bishop stake president and then a sealer in the temple and that was um you know really neat with that i've had a lot of people come up and say oh your grandpa sealed us in the temple and you know, he'd mm. come up to us and he remembered our names. That was one of his gifts is he remembered people's names. That's awesome. He had a real gift for that. So, and just me personally, he was always so cool with me and, and would 
you know, he had a lot of grandkids, but he was, he would always ask, he would always be interested in what I was doing. And, um, you know, especially in my early college days and figuring out what I wanted to do in life. And um, just, he was just such a great example. So I really love that about him. He yeah. was awesome. Just the mess. And so is his wife. So is your girl. Oh, yeah. No, Joyce, for sure. Um, and, you know, I've had a lot of other great, great coaches. Um, some, of, some of them we shared together, you know, Coach Miller mm-hmm. with our high school football team. I just put a little line by a few coaches I had. So Coach Miller, who's our football coach, he taught us toughness and discipline and team unity. And, you know, it was cool. I saw him, what was it, two years ago. He was, he came out of retirement for just a year to teach math at Wasatch Junior High. Huh, I didn't and know he that. Was my son's math teacher. No way. I didn't know uh, that. <laughs> and so I went to a parent teacher conference. We talked for like an hour and it was so cool because you could tell he just genuinely like loved me and loved us as, you know, we were his high school football players, but he still like remembered tons of stuff. And it was just really cool to see that, um, how much he cared. Um, and so that definitely stuck with me. Um, when I played baseball, a coach Wiseman, he taught me mental toughness. Um, he, he had this, he had this game, (laughs) this challenge, let's put it that way called nutsack, no sack. And we would line up along the fence and he would be about like 10 to 15 (laughs) yards away. And he would just blast. He would hit the baseball at us. We'd be standing there with our mitt and we just, he wanted to see who was tough enough to stand there and try and catch it. Or if it hit you, it hit you. It was mental toughness. (laughs) And and he would, he would have some of the hardest cardio workouts for baseball where you don't really need it, but it was all, he told us it was all for mental toughness. Um, and then coach, uh, Larry Gelwicks, mm, one of the, like earth's greatest coaches, you know, he really is. And, and he's the real deal. You know, they make that movie and whatnot. People ask, is he really like that? Well, yes, he really was the real deal. Like he, um, he just has a way of connecting with youth and, and motivating you without being like real rah, rah, you know, he didn't yell really. He was kind of more quiet and whatnot. And, but he, I think the thing I learned most from him was accountability. Hmm. We would have, you know, rugby is the most physically demanding sport out there, I believe. Because it's like wrestling, football, soccer, where you're moving all the time, all mixed into one. And yeah. so we had to do a lot of cardio and fitness. But practices, we didn't spend a lot of time on that because um, we had so many other things. So we had to do that on our own. And it was on our honor. And so... He basically just trusted the team and he would tell us, um, you know, I'm not going to, you guys don't have to say if you did or not, you'll know, we'll know, and you'll know when you look your teammate in the eye. So nice. Pretty cool. Um, and Larry Gellix is on the team now. Yes, for sure. Larry, he's been awesome. Last time we did Loda Jaw, we did part of it together and, and stayed at the same place that night. It was so fun. He's the nice. best. He's yeah. We played awesome. at the U together. Cool. That- he basically took over that team. So that was really cool. Yeah. So, um, and I would say one last one, a good influence was not, it wasn't necessarily a coach, um, but Bill Pingree, he, um, Stu, you definitely know him and spent some yeah. chip and stuff. He, he would do kind of a missionary prep class for a lot of us at Olympus. And he was asked, he was actually a political science professor as well. I had one of his classes in my undergrad generals mm-hmm. and he, 
I, I remember the thing that sticks out from him was motives. And he would always say motive is everything. I love and, that. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yes, for sure. Nice. Well, I love how you've been molded by these dude, great men as you know, and your dad and mom, when I talk to Kristen about families that I want to pattern my family after, like you just look at your brothers and sisters and the lives that you guys have. I mean, you know, big J and Anita had something figured out. They, uh, you know, they knew how to bring your family together to raise some incredible kids. So, um, kudos for you guys for carrying it on. Like you've had just awesome, just great family, great mentors, really fun to honor them. So thanks. That's great. Dude, coach Miller. He loves Facebook, by the way. You can really <laughs> get into Facebook with Coach Miller. I, you know, that's something I <laughs> haven't logged in for a long time on Facebook. <laughs> probably, probably good. good. Catch you up with some oldies. <laughs> that's probably good. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap up. We kind of um, keep the old podcast in three sections. So, advice and suggestions from James. Um, my favorite part. So. What do you think, as I just mentioned, your family and stuff um, in your life, biggest motivation or, or kind of what drives you? Um, I would say I, I want to strive to be the best I can in kind of everything I do. And that would be, be the best for, for my God, for my wife, for my children and for myself. Hmm. Um, and actually great lesson learned when I, I, did a little stint with the crown council there mm, mm-hmm, and that's uh, right. had the pleasure of working with the Anderson family um, before I got into pharmacy school. And, and I remember Greg and I'm not sure if it was Greg or if it was grandpa Arthur who um, said mm. this, but he said, what, whatever you are, be a good one. Mm. <laughs> and I thought that was so cool because I mean, really whatever you do in life, like it doesn't totally matter as long as you, strive to do your best and you can be good at whatever it is even if it's like a lowly professional whatever in, in the world's yeah. eyes like just I being your that. best yeah nice. um so that I, I would say that's the main thing that that motivates me yeah nice um very good you got to share that quote by mark twain though okay well oh yeah so this i guess this kind of ties into like yeah advice and motivation um so one quote that i that i love and i try to live by by mark twain is uh, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Nice. I, I Yeah, it, it's cool. And I, I've tried to, I think it encompasses what I, kind of my spirit of, I like to be involved in a lot of different things. And I Sometimes I get a little stir crazy with just one thing. So that's why I like to do a a lot of different things. And I have so many interests and hobbies and, um, but getting out and getting out of your comfort zone and, and exploring living life to the fullest. And I mean, this earth we have is, I mean, God's earth's amazing and it's cool to uh, explore it, whether it's on the bike or hiking or whatever it may be. When you've right. had some some great travel with Harmons, you've seen some incredible places. Yeah, tra- it, that has been a nice little park. We've gone on some cool trips. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, one thing about Jane that you'll know about him, hopefully you'll learn from this podcast, uh, really positive attitude. Um, just something that you always have, kind of that no, 
that no die attitude, like you, nothing gets you down. Where's that come from? Ah, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think just innately, I, I have had more optimistic look on life and, and kind of attitude goes along with that. But at the same time, I think it's something, it's one of my, I guess, motives for life as well, or I guess, um, I guess one of the things I, I strive for because, and this goes along with, with a, another, another quote, I won't read the whole thing. It's just a little part of it. It says, I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. Mm -hmm. That was by Charles uh, Swindoll. Um, I actually have that framed in my pharmacy because nice. one of the things when I hire people, you know, I'm a manager. And so I, have a staff I look over and hire and whatnot and, and got to have a good team culture. And that's one of the top things on there. I tell people when I hire them is, you know, is having a good attitude, positive attitude, you know, life happens, but you come to work and it's for the greater good, you know, for the, for the team. Great. Great attitude, Jim, Jim, you've got Jim and Chuck's attitude. It's always very positive. <laughs> very, very much. So. We're going to make that hole in one. <laughs> that happened, but you know, get it. All right, as we wrap up, um, advice, tips, wisdom, maybe your like a uh, tribute to Matt Ryder's dad, Creighton here. Um, you know, your laws, Jim's Jim's advice. Anything you want to share? Well, um, I would say um you know, as far as like cycling goes, I, I mean my motivation for doing it is staying active, fit, you know, living longer, healthier, higher quality of life for myself and my family, you know, I can be there for them. Um, but I think it's, especially with this team, uh, me dwelling, I, one of the things that draw me to them is like-minded people, but also people that, that motivate you to be better. And I think surrounding yourself with those kind of people is, is the key to be better yourself. So, and I think people that join the team, you know, get that and they have that, and that's why they're part of it. But those that maybe think about it or, or just new to the team, like, you know, you'll, you'll get that out of it. You know, when you get out of your comfort zone, meet people and get involved, it definitely happens. Um, and so, you know, you, then you come to a point where you can push yourself and see what limits you can break. And then, and then at the same time, I would say, I would say have fun because right now, like I'm, you know, there's years where I'll do some races and whatnot, and that's that's great. It has its place. Um, I really want to see how I can push myself and just, you know, keep that competitive edge. But more so, it's about the journey. And and now it's like, you know, like this year, I'm I'm riding more for fun, and that's equally great. I think, um, you know, I'm just involved in a few different things, and a lot of my time spent, um, you know, with the mountain bike team and riding with my son because you yeah. know there's a limited amount of time. That I'll have with him. I mean, he still thinks I'm cool and will go with me. So I'll I'll take that. <laughs> you know, going skiing and, and mountain bike. And that's been so fun. Um, I would say priorities is big too, having your priorities and balance. I think having balance in life is that's really important to me. Um, when I set my goals, I always think, okay, what am I looking at? I've got spiritual, physical, um, I've got my work life and I've got my social life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and obviously family is is a big part of that as well. So having those in check and constantly 
re-looking at them. I think that's really important. Good ones. Yeah. Nice dude. Okay. You got them all. I don't want you to miss them. I hope I did. Did I get them all? Yeah. Yeah. You got them. Yeah. All right, bro. I, I guess to end, like also, I think that one thing that as I've gotten older and being on the team longer and just life in general is, is how, how important relationships are and, and what really matters is how, is how we treat each other. And that's what I remember. And, and, you know, guys on the team, like there are so many cool guys that, you know, they're just, it makes me want to be nicer and better to, to others. And that, that's really what's going to matter in the end. I love that. And you wrote up here that that's cheesy. That is not cheesy. That is not cheesy. <laughs> Very cheesy. Hey, before we conclude, um, we do have to talk because everyone's going to want to ask how you got your calves. So oh. yeah, everybody just, it, oh. it, it is a topic. And I've heard you, Jame had some leg injuries uh, in <laughs> his younger years. Maybe that's where it started. I don't know. Cause you were like weight training, physical therapy early in life. Um, but um, any, any, any comments there? You you could say no comment as well. It, it You know, you got to talk to Kyle Whittingham. He's got some nice calves too. He does. Yeah. He you could write a book on those. No, <laughs> you know, what's funny is, is I think just, you know, obviously people, uh, you know, um, they have different body types and whatnot. And I think just young, I don't know. I just, it just happened. I have, I have big calves, but you know, a lot of calf raises I did as a kid, actually, I do run on my toe. I did run and I mm. still run on my toes more Real athlete. Yeah. So I think that kind of started it. And then, like you said, I had, I had several injuries when I was like 15 and 16, where I had, I was off sports for like a year and training, getting back your jump soles. That was big. Ooh, I had some of those. Those jump were great. Soles. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and they had like that, the styrofoam, like part that went on your toe and it strapped around your foot. Yes. You would do all these workouts with it and it would just work. You were supposed to be able to dunk a basketball and, you know, run faster, but that Ooh. was actually, yeah, that would really work your calves. So, so I think that contributed to it as well. Hold on. Jump soles. We got to see if these are still. They're available. Oh, they're available. We need to bring that back. Look at these. I remember taking a pair of these on a on a Boy Scout camp out because it was like season was coming up. I had to what? get my oh. workout in. <laughs> I have them at all times. So if anyone's looking for bigger calves, just order those suckers. Dude, Jumps. they're right here. One sixty nine on Amazon. Ooh man. I might buy these. Workout program. I might buy these right now. <laughs> wear them around your house. Wear them on the bike. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> on the bike. Man. All right, dude. Hey, you're the man. This has been so good. If you don't know who he is, this is a little insight into Jim's life. There's a lot more. So, uh, dude, grateful for you. Thankful for your friendship. Hard to believe it's episode 90 we just get to you. I hope no one's ever upset about not being on here yet so we got a lot of work to do so a lot well, of stories you, you dug deep and and got to me hopefully people uh <laughs> you know won't snooze away but uh, it was no fun way. we could All talk right. for hours about i know our, <laughs> about our days days of your but that we'll was fun do. we'll thanks do a special for, episode and thanks for all you do man you've done an awesome job with this team it's it's really fun 
happy to do it. Yes, right on. 